Crime is a disease, Jared, and the Thrill Me podcast is the cure. Mm. 86 is Cobra, mate. This is your pick after fucking riding me last week. Look, I was thinking, (laughs) do I take us back into the upper echelon? And then I thought, no, fuck yeah. You have been (laughs) been hitting me with me left and right with bad movies. So I thought... It's time to return serve. Hang on. It's, we have not yet got to whether it's a bad movie or not, right? So let's not spoil it for people. It's not a surprise. <laughs> the movie's called Cobra. Okay, 986 is Cobra. That's what we're covering. Jared took an age to pick this. I believe there was a toss-up involved. Yeah, there was a toss-up, and we'll get to the other one later. Okay. Look, mate, I'm a busy man. I had other things going oh, I, on. I threw a couple of other um, you were sitting, You were sitting there twiddling your thumbs waiting for this. To, oh, I had things to do. <laughs> I'm a man um, about town. Yeah, just to just to let you know, Silent Rage is on iTunes. Yeah, Silent Rage, yeah, we'll get on that, too. that wasn't the toss up, but it was uh, it was a contender. <laughs> it was a contender. All right. Obviously, you're a busy man. Mm. You haven't had yeah, much time to devote. Time is money, mate. Let's where, get over. Where did you get to watch anything? Uh, I did. I watched a little bit, mainly Breaking Bad. I started yeah. watching Breaking Bad. Yeah. Yep. Thoughts? Yeah, loving it so far. A lot of people have been trying to get me to, to watch it because I'm I'm on the wire as yeah. as the best TV show I've seen in yeah. in that sort of realm. I'm still on the wire mm. so far. How far into Breaking Bad? Are you? Uh, I'm into the second season. Okay, uh, enjoying it, really enjoying it. I think it's a great show, great show, and uh, yeah, keep on top of that. I guess you, you can no, you can only really compare them once you've seen the whole lot. And, yeah, exactly. And I think that's the, that's going to be the test as to what. Does Breaking Bad live up to the wire after the whole lot has been done and dusted and we've seen it all? And I know yeah. it. So yeah, it's a very good show though. It's for me personally, it's the best show I've seen. But I haven't seen. You the haven't wire seen either. the wire. So I need to get onto that. Yeah, I need to get onto that. That's what I'm doing. I, I'm not. I, I can't get into the arguments until I've seen them. Okay. What else did you get into? Anything? Uh, Time is money. You know, fuck. I uh, watched something. <clears throat> I didn't. I didn't watch a lot. It was mostly. Uh, it was mostly chucking on Breaking Bad after a hard day's a. Study, so I'd go no. to go to bed and put on Breaking Bad and fall asleep to it, basically. Okay. Well, I I, I really got into quite a bit, uh, which is very much unlike me. <laughs> Usually, I no, no, wait, wait. I haven't got What's unlike time. you is if you got into a lot of quality films. No, no I got into some quality. Really? Yeah. Shit, that I is got into some you. shit too. Don't worry about that. <laughs> uh, Blackfish, a documentary about mm-hmm. whales yep. at SeaWorld. Fucking excellent. Yep. Actually, kind of sad. Are you going to be one of the ones that doesn't go to SeaWorld after? No, no, no. You got to stand at the door and start banging on. I'd go to SeaWorld. It's just that you have to, I guess what this points out is nothing's quite what it seems. No. I think if you go to one of those things, you know. You have to accept that there's some of that shit, shit, yeah. Yeah. And there was some really scary footage of the animals turning on the trainers, Mm. um, which is quite hard to watch at times. Not another teen movie. Oh, mate. I put my daughter through quality. it. I used to put my daughter through oh, it. Jesus. She loved it. Why? I laughed. Why did she need to get through it? I laughed several times. You laughed quite loudly. You can count them on one hand. I was <laughs> amused repeatedly. The Martian, so yeah. the Martian, the Matt Damon one, really, really good for the first hour. Like, really good. Um, when he's in survival mode on Mars and he's, he's working with the tools he's got. And he's making things happen, but it just cuts away to Earth too often, and just I felt diluted it too much. Um, it was still a very good movie, 
but it just kind of took it away from it. I really liked the survival stuff. I thought that was the, the, the real meat of it. And I really enjoyed that. Matt Damon gets me to pretty much anything. Charisma, man. Uh, I watched a movie that I found on Netflix that had Paul Walker in it, and I was really surprised by it. It's called Running Scared, mm-hmm. where he's like a low-level mobster who's supposed to get rid of a gun that was used in a murder. Yep. And then, of course, it goes missing. And, you know, Walker, he was never the world's greatest actor, was he? He was a popcorn guy. Yeah, he had something fun. going for him. He is very good in this. I like, loved uh, Varsity Blues, of oh, course. <laughs> classic. He's really, really good in this. It's yeah. actually a different sort of performance, and he's, he's actually really, really good. And it's not a movie you expected from him, and I enjoyed it. Uh, the Stephen King adaption of Thinner. Yeah. Dodgy. Pretty average. Yeah, pretty poor. Really good special effects, mm. but just... It's not. It's not. A, it's not a movie adaption worthy. No, unfortunately. One through six of Scream. Yep. Um, I'm at the same spot. So far, so good. Look, I I'm really reasonably like it. happy. Yeah, I, I really like, like it. It's no. It's no classic. No. Um, but I can tell you, it's the best thing to come out of the Scream franchise since Part Two. Oh no far. doubt. Um, In fact, I'd have it on par with Part Two because I, th- I think there's enough there. Mm. Hopefully, they get the finale right. Yeah. And it'll work for us. They've um, they've done quite well in sort of taking the same tone of the original, but updating it with the you know the, the cell phones and all yeah, that sort and of all thing. the social media and all that, um, and making it entertaining. And I got to say, I thought initially when I saw the mask, it looked shit. The costume actually looks really yeah, good. it does look really good. good. And what I've actually liked is they haven't just gone for the murder of the week. No. They've actually spread the murder out. Like, they started quick. Yeah. And then they, they gave us two or three episodes where there was no death. Yep. And you were getting a feeling for what all the characters' motivations were and the yeah. secrets that they had. Yeah. Uh, and I think uh, that has worked so far. So I've got high hopes. The so last far, I've only got really one one thing that I think they messed up, but I'm still not entirely sure whether that's not going to come up as, as once, part of once the... all the revelations have, have happened. Yeah. So. I'll hold on to that. Okay. And I've also seen episodes two and three of Scream Queens, mm. which is quite funny. The third episode was really funny. Yep. Again, I don't know if it's quite my taste. Yeah. I like my horror a little bit more, bit more grunt. Yeah. And it has a little bit of comedy to it. But, yeah, but I, I understand gotta, this approach. You've got to look where, I mean, it's Ryan Murphy. Yeah. He's got, a, he's got an audience um, a lot of them are going to tend to be younger uh, on the back of Glee, so there might be some influence from yeah. that. And so there's, look, there's things there's things playing into it. I yeah, suppose. of course. And 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 it's fair and to it's say TV. that Murphy it's Murphy was involved in the town of town that dreaded sundown, mm. and that was his sort of um, grittier, gorier sort of slasher film, yeah. so to speak. So I can understand where they're going with it. And, and look, I've laughed quite hard. The third episode was really funny. So I'm prepared to keep going with it. Mm. And that was me done. Yeah. Oh, I've got one more, actually. Quality. Oh, yeah. Quality, I, mate. I jumped on. Quality. The, the, no, nothing in there was quality. Yeah, quite honestly. I quite can't honestly. get a fucking... Um, yeah, Scream. Obviously, Scream was Scream was in there. I'd forgotten about that, but I've been keeping keeping on top of Scream. Yeah. Um, and uh, The Flash is back. Right. So it was the first episode of season was two. How was it? Flash has got me by the balls, mate. The first season was excellent. This one, 
It's it's kind of a different sort of. Uh, it's like like a nice counterpoint to Daredevil. Mm. Daredevil took that realistic approach and the ultra violence and stuff, whereas the Flash is laying on the cheese. And, yeah, but it's good fun. But it's, it's the really only way to fun. go with the Flash. Yeah, and like arrows go arrows a similar tone, but but the Flash has the the added sort of added bonus that it takes on all these all these people with superpowers. Yeah, whereas Flash, uh, Arrow sort of dodges away from that a little. Yeah. Now um, let me ask you this because I I thought about this the other day when I saw a sort of an advert for it. Gotham? Did you ever finish Gotham? Did you, did you uh, see Gotham through? I I fell off it once uni started to ramp up. I fell off Gotham. I watched almost till the end of season one, and I'm still hanging to get the end of season one. But yeah, yes, I'm, still, no. I'm still on it. I'm still on it. Look, there was problems. Um, I guess for me, I was enjoying it more because I was a I was a I'm a Batman fan, so yeah. I was going to be rusted onto that, whether it was great or not. Yeah, and it was it was sort of middle of the road for me it had a lot of room where i could see some really good things happening uh apparently the start of season two kicked off really well and then it's kind of fallen back again um but i'm still on there i had some issues with it but you know i just wanted to know because i hadn't i hadn't been able to keep up with it yeah it just kind of fell off my radar it was not one that really gripped me and i i I think when it hit a bit of a rough spot I, I'm not a slave to the, the Batman mythology enough to, yeah. to stick it out. Yeah, well, uh, I'll tell you what, me. there was an episode, The Spirit of the Goat, I believe it was called. I was nearly I was nearly off on that one. It was that it bad. It was absolutely shocking. And it was they were doing sort of, um, they were doing just a random villain of the week and they were using either really lesser known villains or making up their own. And it just wasn't working. Yeah. All right. Take a break. Strap yourself in. <laughs> And we'll get to Stallone, Sylvester Stallone's 1986 opus, Cobra. Stallone is Cobra, the strong arm of the law. Cobra from 1986, directed by George P. Cosmatos, mm. who directed Tombstone, Rambo 2, and Leviathan. Or Never proven. Allegedly directed all of them. <laughs> Produced by uh, Yoram Globus and Menem Golan, well known as the owners of Canon Films, behind such schlock as Bloodsport, Over the Top, and Masters of the Universe. Screenplay was by Sylvester Stallone, based on the novel Fair Game by Paula Gosling. Cast is Sylvester Stallone as Marion Cobra Cabretti mm. and Bridget Nielsen as Ingrid. Now, I believe those two were dating and or married at the time. Yeah, around that. Budget, a cool 25 mil estimated, and a box office of a tidy 160 mil worldwide. Mm. So nothing to sneeze at. Now, a little bit of trivia. This movie, I believe we pointed out in a podcast some, some time ago, was initially going to be um, Beverly Hills Cop or some of the the scripting from Beverly Hills Cop. It was the original cut is allegedly 130 minutes long. You sound like a lawyer. Ultra violence. (laughs) Allegedly. And the likes. Yeah, well, no one, no one's got any of the fucking footage. So <laughs> I'm, I'm only assuming either someone's talking out of their ass or, or, or it's just you know a, a fucking rumor. And 
It's possible. It's possible that this movie was ghost directed by Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Um, see uh, George P. Cosmatos' entire catalogue yes. for ghost direction credits. Mm. Okay, Jared, this was your pick. Now yeah. I copped a lot of shit for yes. the Prom Night Double. Yep. And look, I'm fair. To, I'm, I'm prepared to accept the Prom Night, the remake, was a misstep. Yep. I made made an error. Now, and as you, I said, I returned serve. I, you decided I, to return serve. Yeah. You you, you pontificated about this. Yes. <laughs> There's a few choices. Now, what? Yep. How did we get to Cobra? Uh, it was easily accessible. I.e., <laughs> <laughs> it was on Foxtel. <laughs> Ready to go. Locked and loaded. Didn't cost you a cent. <laughs> Didn't cost me anything. Okay. okay. Except my dignity. Okay. Um, it's uh, yeah. As as I said, I was gonna go for. I was gonna try and go for some real quality, but then this one came along, and I said, "Let's do it." <laughs> this is a two and a half out of five effort for me. Yeah. It's really weird. Like some parts of it appear funny because they're so out of touch and. <laughs> And that's part of the entertainment value. That's part of the enjoyment. Yeah. Some of the action scenes are are quite good. Yeah. They're well done, but it's 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 really strange. It's kind of like more of a, as a lot of the canon films seem to be. It's like a it's like a mash between genres. It's like a thriller and an action film squashed together, and yeah, it's it's a bit of a bit of a ride, entertaining, but. Some parts are just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, it lands at a two out of five for me. Two and a half out of five for me. Yeah, I go slightly lower. I go to two out of five. I, I agree with you. Some of the action scenes are great. <laughs> I'm not sure what kind of mixture we had. It's it's your standard 80s actioner, but yet there's this real – it's as stale as a box of snack <laughs> Yeah, like it's, it's oh, really – it's kind of just – Maybe it's because of the time period, you know, we were getting yeah. a lot of action films like this. But it's look, it's not. This is this is why I say it's a, a mash of a thriller. It's not. It's not really a standard actioner when you look at the the setup of it. Yeah, because we don't know. There is the some idea. Yeah. We don't have any motivations for the bad guy. We don't have a bad guy that's you know looking to bomb somewhere because he you know he got fired yeah, from true, the place true. and he's not spouting any motivations. We don't know any of that until the end. Yeah, and in fact, one one, one thing I would say is that. Um, there are a couple of interesting ideas yeah. that then are just either jettisoned. Now, if this hundred and thirty million, uh, this hundred and thirty minute version exists, did it clarify any of this shit? Because no, no, it, it wouldn't have. <laughs> was it just a canon? It was just a canon sort of cost. It was a canon film. It was just another another you know forty minutes chase scene. Well, what I read, what I read was the reason why they cut it down is because. Top Gun was a hit. They were coming out the next week, and they thought we need to squeeze as many fucking session times in, so we had to chop the shit out of it so it's down to ninety minutes. That's what I read. <laughs> yeah, and that sound that sounds sounds sort of legit. legit because these idiots would be thinking about fucking box office dollars quick. We've got to get as many people as we can in the theaters the first week before they realise this sucks. And I think that's exactly what happened. Yeah. I, believe it had a, I believe it had a massive opening yeah. and then died in the clacker. Yeah, it did. It did. <laughs> Let's get to some likes. Let's talk about a couple of likes because we did say that there are portions, small portions of yeah. this film that work okay. And, and if you'd have given it a bit more bulk, it might have been all right. It's another one like Stone Cold where some of the dislikes are Quite funny, <laughs> so quite entertaining anyway. Look, one of the likes for me is exactly what you said before, and that is it wasn't – it was slightly darker maybe 
than an act than your average action film at that time. Yeah, and so the tone was slightly different. Yeah, again, was that a necessity thing, or was that just a canon fucking way of throwing it all in there into the blender and hoping that you get something? Yeah, I think there was a bit of blender, but yeah. you're right. Um, Brian Thompson is uh, he's just got a great look. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that sort of that sort of part. Um, and, I, you know, we were speaking before we started recording about some of the other stuff that we'd seen him in. I remember him from Buffy myself. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, he's he just got a Fright really... Nights? He's in Fright yeah, too. Yeah, he's just got a really uh, unique look to him and he fits that sort of part perfectly. Yeah. And not only that, they got the kind of... They got the sort of look to him right. Like, he was strutting around with that knife that had all the spikes yeah. and stuff on it. So, yeah, uh, I think... That part of it, they got, you know, part of the look of it and the tone of it quite right. Yeah, exactly. I love, uh, I must admit, I had to laugh, and I don't know if this is a like, dislike, whatever, but Cobretti lives like a bit of a scumbag. I kind of <laughs> like the scumbag cop. Yeah. Maybe that's just me. I like a cop who comes home, gets a fucking three-day-old pizza out of the fridge, and then cuts, cuts it. it. <laughs> and then eats that tiny portion. Yeah, you're not even microwaving to zap the bacteria off or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's getting stuck into it. And wasn't there something else he, he has with it? Uh, I don't know. It's like a cardboard. Yeah, he gets out a thing of pizza and a fucking box of something else. Yeah. It was it was kind of funny too because later on in the in the movie he's talking with his with his partner and he's sitting there calling him a garbage guts and saying, you know, try and eat something natural. Yeah. Yeah, like, like a four-day-old pizza that's fucking hard as a rock. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> that's a fucking man's meal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, what I like about that scumbag sort of apartment is it makes him a little bit more real. Sometimes you get these action heroes where they're, you know, they're living it up or it's, you know, whatever. I just <laughs> like the fact that he comes home and he dresses a little bit scumbagish. And he comes home to a scumbag apartment. Look, I've got to um, for some reason I've got to completely like disagree with this because <laughs> there is nothing in this movie that makes anyone real. None of it. <laughs> Absolutely none of it. <laughs> Especially not some bloke coming into his apartment. Hang on a second. You know, uh, throwing a side of uh, a thing full of papers, pulling you... a three-day-old pizza out, <laughs> cutting it with scissors, me? and eating it frozen. You never came home <laughs> from a night on the piss. Reached into your fridge. Took out a, a three-day-old pizza, cut some of it off and ate. I preferred to cut it with a box cutter or true, something True, like true. <laughs> I also like the way he comes in with the, the newspaper and it says something about Cobb Breddy's a fuckwit or something. Yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, but he's barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, as I said. <laughs> set it on fire. <laughs> Come on. As I said, there's nothing in this that's real. Okay, okay. He, I, I do like his scumbag lifestyle, though. I will take that. We talked about Brian Thompson and the look of him and the knife and everything. Yeah. That does work. Um, and and it, it, it works throughout. Yep. Every time we see him, I always feel, yeah, look, he's a scary looking bloke. Yeah. He is actually very scary. The rest of his cronies, not so much. No. And here's what I've got a bit of an issue with, too. I know you're, um, uh, well, we'll get on to the next lot because it yeah. kind of ties it up together. So... Your next, like, oh, yeah. on the list there. I, I thought the idea of this sort of cult of killers, I don't know if you'd call them serial killers or what. I mean, I don't yeah. really know what to call them yeah. because there was not enough time given 
to actually explain what the fuck they were. Yeah, and look. But they kept rambling on about the new order. Yeah, well, this is, this is, I mean, I kind of agree with you, like. I think it is a good idea. The problem is we didn't fucking know any of that until the end. We didn't really get it wrapped up until the end. And my other question is, usually cult leaders have a bit of charisma and are good talkers and things like that to inspire a cult following. This plague didn't say more than two lines Hang until on. the end of the was movie. Tomo the, was Tomo the leader? I'm led to believe oh, that that was the case. <laughs> I, I assumed, you know what I was thinking, and... Forgive my naivety here, <laughs> but I thought that cop who was always busting Cabretti's balls about being a fucking screw up and that, I thought he was going to be the head. Yeah. And, and that of course, might have actually worked. And of course, we get to the end. Nah. Nah. Nothing. I thought we'd get a final twist in the tail. Uh, but Cannon must have cut that. Yeah, that yeah. Look, I've got to be honest. When we opened the picture with, uh, you know, um, the, the silhouette against the, the red sun driving along, then we got the axe-clanking uh, <laughs> the axe clanking cult. <laughs> I thought I chucked Halloween 6 in the DVD player by accident. I thought, oh, shit, yeah, not yeah, this again. Yeah, not this shit again. Some danky dungeon with a cult in there. Yeah. Uh, what I do love, though, is that they're, they're in this sort of, um, I guess you'd call it some sort of warehouse, concrete, Pillar, um, sort of fucking God only knows what. But I do love the mood lighting. <laughs> it's got like draped, um, tore drapes over windows. It's got this, you know, white light coming through while they're clanking their fucking hammers and stuff. <laughs> oh, man. But no, my, my like with that whole thing was I thought it was an interesting idea and given a little bit more time and a bit more flesh and an actual legitimate leader, you could have perhaps seen it grow a little bit yeah, and look, give you something else. I agree. I definitely agree with the idea. I think it, as, a, as a standard actioner, that would have been a good idea to make it a little bit darker. But that's And it would have made it different in terms of they were on the run from this group and they, you know, there was a lot of them. Yeah, and that's why I thought it was sort of went into the thriller realm because there was so much mystery around those guys. And, and uh, yeah, it's sort of... I think it was handled badly. Cosmetos, mate. Cosmetos. Too, too, many, <laughs> too many ghost directors spoiled the fucking broth. <laughs> Just uh, as a note, we, uh, I, I mentioned to you that I listened to a podcast with the cinematographer, <laughs> and he said uh, that they uh, on set they call him George P. Comatose because <laughs> he, he didn't know what the fuck, he wasn't doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I thought the car chase in the center, in the middle of the movie, it was about the forty-five minute mark. Yeah, was quite good, really and, good, and, and actually works well. Um, except for the fact that he, you know, flicks the car, starts driving backwards, which was really cool. Then he pulls out the gun and fires less than ten bullets, and the car that he's shooting at blows up. Yeah, I believe it blows up from the ass end too. Yeah. Goes fucking airborne. So aside from that little, you know, um, you know, messing with, messing with the laws of physics. I also, like I also love the fact that he's got a fucking. Massive nitrous oxide set up in inside this old fucking <laughs> yeah. yeah, like Oldsmobile or some shit. Mm. But, but the that, chase itself that, that actually really works. Good. Yeah, had it, some good stunts yeah, in there. It was good. I actually thought the shootout at the at the shitty motel near the end was quite good because, and it reminded me a bit of a western. You know, like where they look out the windows and they see all these guys sort of scuffling around in the in the sandy 
shitty area out there. It kind of had a bit of a western feel. Yeah, it had a had a hint of that. Yeah. I reckon it probably could have benefited from a bit more of something like yeah, that. Yeah, and I liked that. I thought that was good. And I thought that shootout was quite good, especially the scene where he realises there's a bloke up the skylight. Yeah, and he yeah. Goes, and he goes through the skylight into the – and the, the, the angle of the camera is looking from the ground of the – Hotel room yeah. up into the skylight. Well, I think Comatose really just kind of slumped over. The camera. <laughs> <laughs> he he fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> it's still, still his immediate reaction was "fuck." What are you doing? Then he has a quick look at the. Oh, that oh yeah, that, that was all right. Well done. And my last like was they, he hangs the killer off that massive hook. I yeah. kind of thought that was that was a nice way to end it, and how he, he kind of gets dragged into the flaming pit or whatever the fuck it was where the hook's mm. going. I thought that whole scene at the end was was quite good. They, they kind of they kind of bridged that um, that shootout at the hotel. It's sort of all the way through till the end is action, and that that that's kind of cool. And and the that end sequence, the end fight especially, is probably the probably the highlight for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I except think for the, except for the dialogue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When he sort of starts giving his motivations or whatever the fuck he's talking about. Yeah, yeah. Total and utter shit. You can see why Stallone walked off the set and went and watched the big game. Yeah. It's the first uh, It's the first part in the movie where you think Cobretti's in, in a bit of shit. Yeah. It's the first time he actually looks like he's cracking a sweat at least. Yeah. <laughs> Are you got any other likes? Uh, I think you covered them. I'm pretty sure you covered them. Um, there wasn't a whole lot. Most of them had to do with the action there. Yeah. yeah. Look, the action... For the most part, they get the action right. Yeah, they do. And this is what shits me about this movie, kind of, because I was actually kind of looking forward to seeing it because I hadn't seen I I remember seeing bits and pieces of it when I was young on telly. Yeah. But I never had seen the whole movie in full, and I was really interested to see what it was like. Mm. And then opening scene, guys banging axes together <laughs> and, and sort of, you know, uh, a hostage situation at a grocery store that then, you know, if I'm getting straight into the dislikes, they call it a SWAT team for mm. one guy in a hostage situation, right? Yep. Now, I'm prepared to suspend some disbelief, but my understanding is that SWAT is the top of the line. You yeah. Know, you call in SWAT if you've got fucking no other options. Yep. Right? And they come with a full package. Snipers, the works. Yep. I'm thinking they get this job done. <laughs> I'm thinking they probably could have um, probably pretty could have, quickly. I think they probably could have come up with some sort of strategy that wouldn't in, wouldn't have involved Cobretti. Yeah, but um, we see this is the other shit thing about this whole whole opening sequence is at no stage do they even show us a two one minute sequence that the SWAT team try to make a move and it gets fucking stuffed up. Yeah, and then so call call the Cobra, <laughs> but no. We haven't even fucking started breaching the place. We're called the Cobra. Yeah. yeah What's a... the Cobra? You know, why? Why are we bringing the Cobra when we've got Because the he's a specialist. He's a specialist at what? I don't know, <laughs> no. but he's a specialist. <laughs> Shit. You know, can't you just cop it? You heard he's a specialist. Just put it, just put it aside. I can't cop it. <laughs> no, I can't. Because they that. constantly keep saying he's a specialist. And, sure I, and every zombie, time they said it. Every time they spot. said it, I said to the screen, at what? At what? Well, <laughs> Are we going to get a scene where we see his specialism? Mm. To me, he's just a guy who dresses like a bum who runs around shooting people <laughs> at, at any opportunity. Well, he specialises at shooting people. 
<laughs> he specialises at keeping things out of the courts. <laughs> specialises in saving saving the court a few dollars and just you know finishing it then and there. Yeah, I actually like. Um, there's a couple of things I really like about that seed. One is that. Um, I think uh, Comatose was trying to get overly arty because there was a couple of shots cut in there of birds yeah, flying away. sitting on top of a light and then flying away. Like, different cuts, though. Like, starts with the bird on the light, then we oh. cut away to a close-up shot of a motorbike or whatever, and we cut back and the bird's flying away. Yeah, look, he was John Woo before John oh, Woo. Fuck, There baby. was actually two or three cut in there. Yeah. Um, the other thing I really like about the scene is we know it's the 80s, because it seems that Pepsi's still selling in big numbers. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a lot of product placement in this scene. Yeah. I also like the fact that Cabretti, he's in the middle of a very serious hostage situation, but has time to chug a fucking beer. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. while I'm on the Pepsi, you know, they, it was clearly product placement because they had all the stands set up and all the yeah. stand. Then later on, when he's punching on with the guys outside his house, there's a massive Pepsi billboard behind him. All right. But then the kicker is when his old, <laughs> when his old mate gets a can later it's on. A coke. It's, it's, yeah. it's a Coke. <laughs> it's a Coke. I know, sir. It's a Coke. And again, oh, I shit. think it was clearly sort of placed because he's turned it around so yeah. many sips. It's a joy Coke or something. Oh, shit. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Um, in that exact same scene at the start, though, there's, he comes in, I assume it's the back door. Now, obviously, SWAT, not being specialists, don't know how to go in the fucking back when door. When you're not a specialist, you don't think about that sort of stuff. <laughs> but he walks in and he comes face to face with one of the hostages. Mm. And honest to goodness, he tr- is dressed exactly like the guy who's holding the place up. <laughs> Yeah, I was expecting him to pull the gun and shoot him. Yeah, how is the fucking... And he looks at the hostage and he goes, shh, you know, everything's going to be okay. Yeah. I'm thinking he's that guy's partner. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, this is the thing. It's, um, it's like you said, it quickly escalated into a siege that SWAT couldn't handle. (laughs) But Sly's trusted to roll in there and, you know, gamble with everyone's life. While he kind of does a lap of the stool. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he had to pick up Pepsi, a couple of beers. (laughs) And then not only that, but when he finally, you know, he's, when you're a specialist, again, you come up with the real good plans. So his plan is to finally make himself known and then start taunting the bloke while he's got a gun to someone's head. On the the PA. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 but not even on the PA. That's, it's after the PA. He taunts him on the PA. Then he, then he kind of, you know... Kicks the door in. Charges in and then he comes in. Drops his gun, taunts. And before yeah, before he starts shooting, he's, he's taunting and, you know, calling him a psycho and all this sort of stuff. <laughs> I just thought, yeah, when the guy's got a gun to his head, that's probably your best play, really. <laughs> well, um, what was missing out of that 150, that 50 minutes that was cut out, mm. there was a scene before that saying, what do we do here? We've got a siege going on. Bring SWAT in? No, no, SWAT's not up to it. We'll need to bring in the Cobra. Cobra comes up. They go, what are you going to do? Talk us through it. He goes, what I'm going to do is I'm going to walk in the back door, I'm going to chug a couple of beers, <laughs> uh, duck a few shots, taunt the bike, <laughs> then kill him. And, of course, the captain goes, brilliant. Yeah, That's sure. why you're a specialist. No, I, like I like it. That's the, a really good plan. That's thinking outside the box, Cabretti. That, won't, that won't, uh, you know, won't antagonise anyone. It, it's sort of, you know, everyone will be safe. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's why you're a specialist, Cobra. <laughs> <laughs> well, I also uh, like once that scene's finished. Yeah. The interviewer, 
who has the audacity to say to him, what about the courts? Yeah. You know, don't remember what about use of force? <laughs> <laughs> Did you use unnecessary <laughs> deadly force? That's where Cobra goes, what? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the bloke says to him, what's what about, unnecessary force? Yeah, what about laws? What about rights? And Cobra it gets his back up. He kind of grabs him and bails him up and starts showing him dead bodies. And you what tell that to his family. Yeah. Uh, I love it. I love it. Okay, point taken. What's use of force? <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't taught at specialist school. Fuck. No, exactly. Stallone, look, I love Sylvester. Mm. I'm not here to cut Sylvester down, mm. right? But the guy sounds like he's talking through a mouthful of fucking oh, marbles. He should, have grabbed the, the, he should have grabbed a soother while he was in the supermarket. Take that <laughs> stupid thing out of your fucking gob. He's got a matchstick in his mouth the whole time. And he's here going, <laughs> mumbling away. Take the matchstick out first. It was Sylvester. the 80s. He probably borrowed Richie Sambora's vocals. Yeah. That opening monologue. Yeah, when he's calling him a psycho and talking about how crime is a disease and I'm the cure. Mm. Why is that at the start? Shouldn't that be at the, at the end? That was sort of the tagline. That was a catchphrase. Yeah. The lines didn't actually get any better from that. No, the they lines didn't. Are, the lines are quite entertaining, but it's because they're so bad. Yeah. The whole script is written around how we can get Slide equipped the best, and they're just... They're not good. <laughs> Look, sly writing for sly doesn't really work that mm, often. No. Unless it's a, an underdog story. As I said, I read a really good article that was on Den of Geek, I think it's called, Den of Geek website. And it was about Arnie and, and Sly. And what it was saying about Sly was Sly was an underdog. We loved his action films when he was the underdog. Mm. And when he, 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 he got above a, a personal tragedy or something and he fought to be the best. Yeah. Cobra's the movie that doesn't do that. Cobra's the Superman movie. That's his Superman Arnie type of flick. Yeah. And it doesn't work. No. Simple. Yeah, a bit of a, a bit of a bit of drama, a bit of sort of uh, an obstacle for Sly to get Jared, over. Jared, even the it old... It can't be shot down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> even the old classic of I had my partner killed last time I got involved in something like this or I've got this scarred, my previous partner was killed, you know, and I'm haunted by it. Or anything. Anything. The guy's not haunted by anything. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, I agree. There's nothing, there's not really anything, anything to the character in this one. He's mm. just an unstoppable. And that was, that was one of my major dislikes, was there's absolutely no growth to him. There's no arc. He does, he, he, he goes from Cobra, the um, specialist, shoot everything and ask questions later, cop, to, at the end, he's Cobra. To shoot everything and ask questions later, cop. Yeah. He hasn't gone anywhere. No, exactly. He just gets a chance to fuck Bridget Nelson. That, yes, that's, that's it. Of course. Um, can I just say too, like, I'm taking, I'm, taking it, I'm taking it back to the pizza scene here because one of the things that, you know, one of the big criticisms of this movie is that is the lack of sense. Like, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. And one of the bits that made me really laugh was... If you're sort of paying attention during this pizza scene where the news report comes on for a little bit of exposition about the bad guys, mm. the, the woman on the screen, right, she goes, talks about the method of death for the yeah. latest victim, and she's linking it to all these other deaths, and she goes, all the deaths have been caused by silent instruments, claw hammers, knives, axes. For starters, I'm not sure how a lot of those are silent. I don't know how you can kill someone silently with, with yeah. a couple of those things, but... Not a couple of minutes later, we get to an autopsy, and the guy's saying, 
look, we're 90% sure it's a night slasher. It's the same weapon. And I'm thinking, which fucking one? Yeah. Yeah, you you've said there no same weapon. Yeah, you've just said on the news report the weapons aren't the same, okay? There's all these weapons. Yeah, yeah, this is the same weapon. We know it's this guy. Everyone, everyone in the cop station is on is on this track of no, no, it's a serial killer. Sly is telling everyone it's a group. For starters, I'm not entirely sure how he knows. He, he did get attacked by those couple of people. Was it but his, he knows it's a fanatical group. But Jared okay. But was it was it because of his files that he had at home? Oh, I'm sure, it was, I'm sure that file at home helped him out immensely. But we're talking about the, the police can't seem to get past that it's the same guy. The news is onto the onto the fact that there's multiple weapons here. But again, like I said, the police officers are talking about one weapon, one killer. Sly knows it's a fanatical gang because he's been attacked by a pair of bikes. Yeah, uh, and I'm sitting there going, "What's going on?" <laughs> yeah. The other thing about that newsreader scene is she says, um, "Picking people at random, young models, the elderly, Asian Americans, or Asian immigrants, yeah. and some boy has been sexually molested." <laughs> yeah, that was that yeah, was kind of weird. Again, and it doesn't go anywhere. again. I think no, I think that's trying to state that there's more than one. Yeah, more than one person because obviously there's so many different things happening. I'll say I agree with Again, that, do you think that was a light bulb moment for Sly? It's a fucking clumsy way of yeah, doing yeah, it. Yeah, bloody hell it is. And it sounds absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you think that's when Sly had, Sly had the light bulb moment? Or was that... The light bulb was blown for when he was watching <laughs> this song, mate. I'm telling you. Like I said, I was watching that news report and then, you know, the cops couldn't figure out, the cops couldn't get past one weapon. I, I was just sitting there going, what's going on here? <laughs> Doesn't take a specialist to work this one out. <laughs> uh, I think George P. Comatose might have also been saying, what's going on here? Yeah. Look, my I absolutely laughed my ass off <laughs> when we get to the scene where because they're specialists, him and his partner are going to go and beat the bushes of the homeless community to find out who, who's doing this shit. And we get a... A quite a, a lengthy sort of montage. One of the greatest montages and, in and history. And what it shows initially is real living, breathing homeless people mm. on the street. Okay, it's not a fucking good thing to look at, right? But overlaid is some cock rock <laughs> song about fucking angels <laughs> of the streets or something. Shit, hair metal, and then before long. We're launched into Bridget Nielsen doing some sort of modelling photo shoot with a, with a robot. <laughs> <laughs> and it's cut in with Sly in CD bars, grabbing blokes and shaking them and stuff. <laughs> then we cut back to Nielsen like leaning on a robot and getting and dancing with it at getting, one stage. And, and the cameraman's like, oh, yeah. yeah. And the cameraman looks a little. His uh, his attire is straight from Greg Norman's. <laughs> Greg Norman's collection. <laughs> the Greg Norman Pro Shop. <laughs> and he has one of the great lines when he's talking about, look, I'd be there'd be something wrong with me if I didn't want to root. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He says, Oh look, I can sign you up to plenty of contracts. Oh, there's no other <laughs> what you say. Isn't there some sort of uh, catch? Oh look, I'd be lying if I didn't want to root. <laughs> It reminded me of something like a line out of Houseboat Horror or something. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I forgot about that. Look, Bridget Nielsen's also pretty stiff as an actress. Yeah. 
I believe I, one, I don't know how she gets cast in this. I think at one point you said she doesn't have much to do. She doesn't. I think there's a reason for that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> because, because she, there's not any much excess, she can do. Yeah. The, the problem only, is all she spent doing, all she spends doing for the entire movie is fucking screaming and swooning over Sly. Yeah. Um, basically, she fucks. Doesn't she sleep with Sly in the uh, hotel? Yeah. Well, it's insinuated. Maybe that was in 130 minutes. So. Yeah. The only time she was any any way doing a decent acting job was when she was getting chased and screaming and yeah, yelling. Yeah. That was the only time she looked half believable. Yeah. All the other lines were just... Well, it's a bit hard to act well when one of your co-stars is going, look, I'd be fucking... <laughs> <laughs> I'd be out of my mind if I didn't want to reach out. Well, geez, a look of shock. Or something <laughs> hey, hey, what? <laughs> Are you right? <laughs> they also, um, we forgot to mention in the montage, there was a couple of clanky axes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Sorry. We better bring that shit back in. <laughs> Canon Films looking to find 80, make it from 84 minutes to 85. Yeah. Take a couple of extra clanky axes in that montage. I like uh, the other thing too about that is he does that because he gets told let's do it your way and then you know 15 minutes later in the movie he's in the office getting yelled at anyway (laughs) (laughs) yeah let's do it your way okay what I'll do is I'll fucking wrestle up a few homeless people again (laughs) that way again it's the lack of sense yeah they go your way didn't work rah 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 yelling at him he's like Jesus I only got a five minute montage to work with (laughs) but um but yeah, after that, after that, again, the confusion continues to reign where the bloke starts kind of walking down the stairs with him uh, down the escalator or something and he's going, look, I told you we should have done it our way. And I'm thinking, well, for starters, you gave him the green light <laughs> 10 minutes ago. But at, at the top of the escalator, he's saying that. I told you, you know, we should have done it, done it our way. Then down the bottom of the stairs, Sly says, you know, well, how are we going to do this or something? Do it your way. Says, yeah, that's, that's your job. You figure it out, boy. Fuck, talk about mixed messages. No one of the blokes just, you know, playing by his own rules. <laughs> He's not getting any rules from the governing body, I can tell you that now. He's had no fucking idea what he's doing. Nothing, nothing. Uh, okay, this is one of my favourite scenes in the entire movie when our killer, Brian Thompson, with one of the most recognisable faces in the history of the fucking world. Yeah. He decides to go incognito to the hospital. Yes. And he dyes his hair. <laughs> I think well, he dyes his hair or cuts it or something. Yeah, well, he couldn't, um, he couldn't borrow sketches. Right. The sketch didn't have any air vents to you know, climb So out he, he walks in, I think. He kills a cleaner. Yeah, he kills a cleaner. And he's waltzing around incognito. And all I'm thinking is, he just looks like a silly, crazy motherfucker still. He's still yeah. He doesn't, it doesn't look any different. He's not fucking hiding. He's not even trying to sort of play up to, oh, I'm a nice guy or something, you know? Yeah. It's just, it's just so stupid. Oh. <laughs> fucking duck. You, um, you mentioned that the cult kind of only gets explained near the end. Yeah, it's really badly handled. But I actually think a little bit of mystery as to the fact that there was more than one of them mm. wouldn't have gone astray in the early moments. But then we couldn't have had any friggin' shots of clanky axes. Yeah, I know, I know, but to get rid of the clanky axes. (laughs) No, I think you're right. I think um, if they were going to go that mystery element, which I don't think they were intending to do, I think it just turned out that way. No, I don't think they knew what they were doing. I don't know. Yeah, no one knew what they were doing. Not even Sly. They had fingerprints all over this. Well, Sly was, um, uh, again, from the podcast, Sly was, uh, uh, you mentioned ghost directing. Uh, the, the cinematographer said they uh, after the after the dailies they would get notes every morning and comatose would come in and say these are my notes and they'd look at the notes and everyone would say that's Sylvester's handwriting. <laughs> 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 so, 
Um, so yeah, nobody knew what they were doing. It's it sort of, I don't know. It was it was confused. Yeah, the whole they they, did, they didn't seem to know what they were doing with it. And I think you're right. It might have been a bit more of a mystery if you didn't know that they had an inside. No, inside but you, man. it's you, cliche. You, but if you didn't know they had an inside, but man. see, you, you you just have a couple of kill scenes early on where the big knife with the studs is used. That's mm. all you see. What about the other weapons? Yeah, but they'll come in later because <laughs> yeah. we assume that this yeah, night slasher yeah. is one person. Yeah, and we I then mean, find out that it, all these other murders are linked. It fits. It, it fits the, the 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 story of the movie yeah. because it's exactly what. That's this is why I'm saying it was sort of confused between a thriller and an action because the cops are confused. They don't know what's going on, and that would have played it well to keep us in the dark a little I bit. Know, the cops so are the constantly cops are going. I don't know killer. what's going on. Stallone, you figure it. Yeah, out. and then like you know, <laughs> second act or whatever, we get the reveal that it's more than one. Like, and they had that female who was in the police. Yeah, fucking piss her off and have one of the top guys, top coppers who keeps ragging on Stallone, is the top guy, is the head guy. There's your nice twist in the third act. Could have worked, and it works. No, let's not think about that. No. But Sylvester like, Stallone's an Oscar-nominated screenwriter. Even with the night slasher. Fuck. Even with the night slasher at the head of the. As the head of the snake, you know, I could have bought that if there was something. I couldn't because he couldn't spy. Yeah, well, <laughs> like I said, he couldn't. I don't think he could spy, inspire a cult following. You couldn't tell him, look, we've got five minutes to turn some heads here. Get up there and <laughs> get up there and wow. <laughs> He'd be sitting there going, uh, "Where did you order, pig?" <laughs> you're not, you're not inspiring a following. You're not, you're not turning yeah, any. To, you you're are not, not getting bums on seats. Yeah, you're you're not turning yeah. any disillusioned <laughs> people. <laughs> <laughs> Under your wing or anything. <laughs> it's great to see too that Cobretti has a a weapon with a cobra on the handle, mm. a handgun. He's also cracking some Uzis. There's also grenades <laughs> in the arsenal. Yeah, look, he who plays... the fuck's got grenades in the police force? Well, specialist, yeah. specialist. I forget. Exactly. I keep forgetting. You keep forgetting. He's yeah, a specialist. He's a specialist. Um, can I just a uh, couple of bits of cannon magic? <laughs> just, just you know, just a stamp that says this is a cannon film. There's one bit where you know the Stallone and crew are walking down a hallway and they're talking about what a shit job the specialist is doing, and then they sort of turn off into an office and he walks to the door that's directly opposite it, and it seems to be the firing range because he quickly just whips out his pistol and starts firing away. But when he walks in, he seems to just take what are your sort of standard issue kind of hardware uh, worksite earmuffs off a coat rack <laughs> and chucks them on and then starts firing away. And I just thought, yeah, classic cannon, just quick, make this room look yeah, like it's a fucking yeah. firing range. Oh, you a coat rack. Put a coat rack and chuck a couple of um, headphones on it. Um, the biggest, biggest bit of, bit of cannon magic for me, the police sketch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it looks like a stick figure. Yeah. <laughs> the, the police sketch, and he holds it up. And I thought, really, you could have maybe just not shown the sketch. You could have just kind of had it, you know, yeah. found a way to not show that. But when they kind of think, yeah, yeah, if they if they came around with that sketch to me and said, "Have you seen this bloke?" I would have said, "Yeah, fucking oath." Last time I played a game of Guess Who, <laughs> <laughs> I saw that guy. No, no, sorry, he had a mustache. And yeah. in the background, you hear people go, <laughs> 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 yeah, "The mustache." Thing is, they kind of even highlight it by going having Stallone say, uh, Stallone, uh, Stallone say, 
Does that does that look like him? And Bridget Nielsen goes, yeah, looks a little bit like him. <laughs> <laughs> I caught him yeah. first out laughing. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, classic. Classic My, the, the worst part about this movie, too, the, the final dislike for me is it ends on another pure piece of cock rock. <laughs> Something called Dance Into the Flames or Catch the Flames or some shit. It was the 80s. It was the 80s, I know. And this, you know what this movie is? It is all, a, it's a byproduct of the 1980s action boom where we will just shovel any old poop onto the screen and as long as Sylvester Stallone's shooting people... People will line up and see it. Yeah, and it is just—it's—it's it's, again—it's that—it's that real jaded <laughs> filmmaking. Well, just making it for. Quite honestly, mate, it's still working thirty years later. It's still working, <laughs> but I guess we're sitting here talking about it after we watched it. I guess it's one of these movies that was quite profitable at the time, but you're never going to look back on it and go, "Fuck, that was a hit." Mm. Oh yeah, no, probably not. Well, isn't this the one that Bill Simmons was referring to when he was talking yeah. about him and his mates? Him and his mates were desperate out. for this to come out. <laughs> Not a girlfriend of Not a girlfriend of mates. <laughs> um, I think that covers it. Any other dislikes? No, Any no. Probably, probably just ending it on on uh, one little one little bit of a line that kind of summed things up in the <clears> movie. <throat> there was just uh, where they talked about um, Sly talked about oh playing by these bullshit rules, and I just thought to myself, mate. That's your own rules. You are just the cliche, the cop that plays by his own rules. <laughs> oh, man. Look, we're going <laughs> to finish it there for our critique of Cobra. Now, it's interesting that you point out the cop who plays by his own rules, Jared, mm. because we brought the discussion topic back yes. this episode. Segway, mate. Brilliant. Yeah. Good, wasn't it? This Discussion topic. After we take a break, we're going to come back with a discussion topic, and it's going to be the cop who plays by his own rules handbook. Mm. If you want to become a cop who plays by his own rules, we'll tell you how to do it. (laughs) After this uh, musical interlude. Look, there's not an action movie cop out there who doesn't play by his own rules. Fair to say? Fair to say, yeah. Every action hero, especially in the 1980s, was interested in playing by his own rules. Yeah. Now, Jared and I, we've sat down, we've gone through hours of research, and we've come up with a, what I think is a foolproof plan, to, yeah. be a, to be a cop who can play by his own rules. Yep. First thing, a couple of options too. Yeah, we've there's, sort of, we've there's, sort of left there's offshoots. Him, yeah, we've left you multiple sort of multiple character traits to choose from. So if you're lacking one fucking thing, you might be able to go a different route. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of a you know, it's kind of a pick and choose. Yeah. First thing is the look. Yep. You've got to capture the look of the cop who plays by his own rules. Yes. Yep. 
Aviator Sunnies. Check. Yeah. Yep. Darkened. They'd have to be sort of mirrored. Yeah. Preferably to cover your um your, the the um bags under your eyes because you've been up late on the piss. That's that, correct. Yep. Correct. You're an alcoholic and or drug addict, yep. but no one's ever pointed that out to you. No. You haven't been to AA. <laughs> oh, fuck that. You're hard living. Yeah. Um, if it's a 1980s look you're going for, mullet. Mullet, definitely. Definite mullet. We're talking we're talking um real commitment to it too, like uh even a, a Mel Gibson lethal weapon type mullet. Look, you know? uh, Kurt Russell Tango and Kurt Russell Mullet <laughs> will get you nothing but play. That'll get you points. That will. If you really want to get some extra points on the moulet, chuck in a long earring. Mm. Yep. Brian Bosworth style. Brian Bosworth. Stone Cold. Exactly. A uh, bit of stubble. Uh Marion Cabretti went for a sort of stubbled look. Yeah, two to three days. You Bob. can go clean shaven if you like. No, no, you can't. You gotta... <laughs> okay, okay. You gotta have something. Yeah. Um the great that'll thing get you, about... that'll get you, you know, another couple of minutes in the in the office getting yelled at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chewed out about your appearance. Appearance. Exactly. <laughs> um if you still want to stick to an eighties vibe, a mustache I will accept. Uh yeah. I'll accept yeah. a mustache. But well, I will not look, accept handlebars look, or goatees. I'll have to see it. I'll take it into consideration <laughs> before I tick it off. It's reviewed on everyone's reviewed on their own. Merit. Yeah, that's upon review. Okay, okay, one. good. Tight jeans, super tight, super tight. Cut blood so, stuff. <laughs> so tight that your massive arsenal, you wouldn't be able to, you wouldn't be able to fit one in your pocket. It's all got to be strapped on. Yeah. there's no room in your pocket. Yeah, that's why they're all wearing shoulder holsters. Yeah. and if you they go, have not got room to put it in their pants. About, if you're thinking about one in the sock down the, on the ankle. Don't because you're not going to get <laughs> you're not going to get your pants up unless you have a scalpel to cut through your jeans. You are not getting that thing out. No, right? Tight jeans though, mm. mega tight. Cut mega lunch tight. tight. Yep. Right. Cut lunch tight. Steel tipped boots. Essential. Usually on black. Yes. It gives that nice sort of color palette. Mm. The dark boot with the steel. Yeah. It show. It says I'm a bad motherfucker. Yeah. But it seemed, there seemed to be a brand around in the 80s that, you know, the, the boots weren't sort of heavy enough to impede you if you had to get into a sort of foot, uh, foot pursuit. <laughs> pursuit. We're pursuing on foot. What about your heavy boots? Don't worry about that. <laughs> I've got it covered. Yeah. Um, I'm still quick as a fox. <laughs> <laughs> okay. A non-police issue firearm. If yeah. you're walking or, around with or. a six-shooter Smith & Wesson... You're fucking kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Look, you say a non-police issue firearm. Look, 15 Several. if you can if you can if you can handle it. If you can strap on a fucking rocket launcher, <laughs> you take that advice. Do it. When I say a non-police issue, I'm talking dirty Harry. Yeah, yeah. So, yep. Okay. His yeah. was his was only a, a hair off that big long gun the Joker pulls yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> um what I love about Dirty Harry now, just to let the people out there know, I have fired a forty four Magnum. At a shooting range in Hamilton Island. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact that Clint Eastwood can fire it with one hand because he mm. must be the only bloke in the world who can. It fucking just about kicked my fucking arms off. Yeah, but <laughs> Both you, of them. Look, you probably didn't have stubble. You probably didn't have... Yeah, true. Boots. I wasn't tight... wearing a tweed jacket. I was going to say, your tight jeans would have held you in place. You wouldn't have been moving anywhere if your jeans were That's tight. right. Now, now, just just getting back to the look of and the clothing, you can take an alternate look. Yeah. And that is... Nice pair of slacks, <laughs> a sweater, possible turtleneck. I don't. I'm not big on the turtleneck. Maybe no. a V-neck. I don't like a turtleneck with 
a nice tweed sports jacket. Yep. With stitched elbows. Mustard coloured tie. Possible tie. Dirty Harry wasn't a tie wearer. I'm looking right. more the Dirty Harry style. Look, I want a tie. If you're going with it, if you're going with it, if you if you got your patches, I want a tie. Okay, okay, okay. I'll cop a tie. All right. Uh, again, this is an optional mm. look. Now, drive a highly souped-up non-police issue vehicle. Yes. It can't be. You cannot be driving a bog-standard car. No, of course. You not. have to be driving something that's fucking got. The biggest engine known to man, nitrous oxide in the boot. Yep. And um, it's a classic. It's always got to be a classic. Yep. 72 Mustang, you know, whatever the fuck that car Cobra was driving. Yeah. And it, look, if you're not driving, if you're not driving uh, uh, something of this, of this ilk, yeah. if you are driving a shit bike, <laughs> there better be a freaking good reason. And that reason's got to be that you are drinking too much and you're sleeping <laughs> in your car or something like that. <laughs> Because if you don't have that excuse, you're in the office, okay? <laughs> where's, your, where's your souped up vehicle? Okay. Okay, that's the look of your cop who plays by his own rules. Mm. Now, at the station. Yep. Fuck paperwork. You don't do paperwork. No. You don't even know what paperwork is. No. Yeah, if the police, if you are accosted by a junior member who mentions paperwork, Punch your it. response is... What the fuck is paperwork? Hey, look, these guys were ahead of their time. They were working for a paperless office in the <laughs> 80s. <laughs> now we're all on that sort of thing. That's, and don't even get me started. If someone mentions use of force, hit them. Yeah, hit them. There's so no such thing if as there's, force. If there's a stack of paper nearby, throw it at them because you're not going to be writing on it. Now sweep it off the desk. <laughs> that is part and parcel of your time at the station. Yep. Now, you've got selective hearing. Yes. yes. Heavy when case. the captain tells you to stay the wa- hell away from that man, you misinterpret that as get as close as possible and shoot the bastard. Yeah, exactly. Do exactly the opposite <laughs> of what you hear. Exactly the opposite. You know everything. Yeah. Fucking It doesn't matter how long anyone else has been in the police force. They know nothing. Forensics? What the fuck are you yeah. talking about? Fingerprints? <laughs> Where? <laughs> <laughs> No such thing. DNA, that doesn't come out of fucking gun. <laughs> you do not answer to anybody. No. You make your own decisions. Laws don't apply to you. Yeah. What you tell people at the station is, don't talk to me. I know what the fuck's going on. I know boats. Yeah. And if look, if they're speaking sense, you throw as many insults as you can, as many, as many amusing quips, um, and... Yeah, you cut them down, they immediately think, fuck, I don't want to talk to this guy anymore. He knows way too much. They're talking sense. You say something like, you're taking my dick and shoving it up my ass. (laughs) (laughs) That'll that'll get him off your case. The captain decides, right, that's it. This leads into our final point at being at the station. Every copper in the joint is in awe of you. Yes. They are in awe of you. Of course. You are the man's man. Hmm. You're the kind of cop they wish they could be, but they don't have the required six testicles it takes to be you. Yeah, look, there's one exception, and that's whoever's above you who's going to drag you into the office and yell at you mercilessly, but secretly they're in awe of you too. Oh, yeah. And they'll show it when you solve the case. It'll just turn into a big pat on the back. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and what they'll always do, though, is talk about it. They'll talk about you in hushed tones to others about how you're a specialist. You will always be held up in very high esteem. Yes. Across the board. Yep. Now, 
on the beat. So we've been in the station. We look good. We don't do paperwork. No. On the beat, though, there is no, no such thing as the law. No, of course not. The criminal code does not apply to you. No. As a policeman, right? Not in any any sense. <laughs> Why would you pay more money to put someone in court when you can just shoot them? Exactly. You're saving everyone's time. Bullets cost where? You're saving court fees. For, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Ooh. If you want to question a suspect or get a, um, a confession, you beat it out of them. Go ahead and do it. You have never... Or you blackmail. You blackmail. You don't even know what a warrant is. You threaten their... Yeah, a warrant to you is just a piece of fucking paper. And see, previous dot point, fuck paperwork. (laughs) Understood? Now, you you are allowed to beat, blackmail, threaten, whatever it takes. And you know what? That's all... In a court of law, if you ever get there, <laughs> that mm. is considered, we'll keep that as decent evidence. Yeah, and if anyone threatens legal action, you tell them you're going to punch them again and problem solved, <laughs> basically. <laughs> now, we've talked about being at the station, looking good, mm-hmm. hitting the beat. Yep. Leisure, though. What about your partner on the beat? Oh, your partner's usually six days away from well, retirement. Look, normally you, you work alone. If you force that, you are foosted a partner upon you. If a partner's thrown upon you, they might be six days away from retirement, or they could be some sort of hotshot rookie that, as like everyone else, doesn't know anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, You're going to mentor them. Yes, and like uh, we've got to we've got to give a shout out to our friends at Film dot com for this one, Mm. but um, preferably they they have a boat. They're saving up for a boat. (laughs) <laughs> retiring to a boat. <laughs> something about a boat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Preferably. They're always on the water. Something yeah. to do with water is, especially when it comes to retirement. Yep. I'm getting on a fishing boat. I'm <laughs> fucking moving to the coast. I'm, there's a puddle of water around the, in, in the next door street that I might move near. I'm living on a boat. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I, I want a houseboat. <laughs> exactly. I'm downsizing to a houseboat. <laughs> in your leisure time, though, Jared. Yep. You're, you're and there's pol- plenty of it because yeah. you've got no fucking paperwork. You've never spent any time at the office. <laughs> yeah, you've got plenty of time. Yeah, plenty. plenty of time. Your apartment's nothing special. And it has to be an apartment or similar small space. Yeah. yeah. A trailer is acceptable. Yeah. yeah. If that's, all you can, yeah that's all you can afford because your, your drinking habit's taken hold. Now, if it's not small, it's fucking gross. Well, it's small and gross. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's everywhere. What I think... Any good cop who plays by his own rules should open the door to his apartment and find a pile of mail. Yeah. Because you know what? He does not spend it. And again, time with paperwork, you look at it and you go, yeah, you throw it in the bin. Or, like Cobra, you put it on the fucking, on the um, barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't light it. Okay. Um, what about mealtime? At mealtime, <laughs> you don't cook. No. You got a fridge. Hopefully a fridge, otherwise it's Now, it's a... usually got nothing in it other than a, maybe a bottle of well, milk. everything you eat is out of a box. It's a pizza box, an old takeaway box, <laughs> a noodle <laughs> box. <laughs> Something in a box. You're not going to heat it up. Yeah, what I love is you are drinking beer and eating shit 24-7, yeah. but you are cut from stone. Yeah, exactly. You are exactly. cut from stone. Um, and yeah, Your like workout said, routine is fucking extra special. Yeah, you don't uh, you, you don't heat anything up. You just take it straight out of the fridge. No, straight you eat it. 
You don't care if it's mouldy. No. It could have been there for a week. Look, that just toughens you up. That's why you, <laughs> mate, that's why you cut from stone because your body just, you know, rips through anything. Now, another reason why you usually come across a large pile of mail is because you're getting laid a lot. Yeah. Now, you're not taking them back to your apartment your because, are, hey, it's your, gross. Your boots are under someone else's bed. Yeah, basically. yeah, yeah. Your steel, t- steel caps are under, <laughs> <laughs> under some bird's bed nightly, okay? Now, it's numerous women and yep. it's frequent sex. Yep. You're, you've got alternative options for sex. You don't take it back to your place because it's grotesque and you're probably going to find that pile of mail. Yes. And you may have to go through that. It could be bills. Right? <coughs> Even though you're not a paperwork guy, Fuck it may paperwork. be a bill or two. Right? That's on the city. Some, <laughs> some alternative options include her place, mm-hmm. your partner's place, yeah. a motel room while on the run from a gang or a yeah, yeah, villain of some kind, witness protection, witness protection, the police station. In your car. At a stretch. <laughs> in your car. Well, it's a nice one. car. Yeah. Because yeah. usually your car's in better shape. Yeah, yeah. Than your house. Yep. And, the you know, it's nice if the woman is someone that you've saved or someone that you're currently protecting. Yeah. That, that helps. Because what happens is that's just a sort of create a sort of quasi-relationship mm. in amongst the numerous birds that you're sleeping with. Yes. Right, so because you, you've got to have that occasionally, mm. some some comfort, someone to hold you. Yeah, someone because to cook, deep down someone, you are someone to cook you a meal that, that doesn't, <laughs> that go doesn't to come out of <laughs> Now protection, don't worry about it. You are You're such a man. <laughs> you are so super that sexually transmitted diseases just don't even want to go near you. Well, shit, bullets can't get you. So why would it? Ex- <laughs> <laughs> why would it sexually? You're afraid to infect you. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> when you're not having sex, you're usually sitting in a dive bar, having a beer in the corner, mm. and contemplating life. No lights other than a couple of neons. Yeah, it's, it's dingy. Yep. The good thing about that is it's usually followed by car park sex with some random bird. <laughs> that, to me, is the essence of becoming a cop who plays by his own rules. Yeah, look, that's, that's how you should be living <clears throat> if you want to be Cobra, uh, you know, Riggs. Riggs. Murtar in there. <laughs> Throw Murtar in there. Even um, you know, even a, even a McLean. Yeah, we McLean. didn't get to we didn't get to see it, but I bet you if we caught him before he got on the plane, <laughs> he'd have been in a dive bar. He'd have well, been eating out of a pizza. Let me box. just put it this way: that that movie opened differently. Yeah, it would have opened with him getting up in the morning, scratching his nuts, opening his fridge, taking out a beer and a pizza box, and then a girl would come out of the back room. Yep. I had a wonderful night. And say so thanks for the witness protection. Yeah, um, thanks for the witness protection. Uh, I'm good. Okay. I've got to go to um, uh, go to LA. <laughs> so I won't see you for a few days. That's how the movie would have started. Mm. But that's all you need. That's the, that is the Thrill Me Podcast handbook on how to become a coffee place by his own rules. Yeah, I think you're well on, I think you're well on your way to establishing yeah. your own rules with those rules. <laughs> We'll take our final break and then come back with what we're going to cover next episode.
Next episode, back to horror. We're going to go with uh, Tales from the Crypt mm. film from the early 90s, I believe. Demon Knight. Yes. I'm a bit of a fan of that, so it'll be interesting Damn. to see what that's like. Peak Billy Zane. Yeah, it was Peak Zane. <laughs> it was Peak Zane. But it'll be interesting to see how it holds up because it is quite old. Yeah. If I remember rightly, and I haven't seen it for a while. I watched it about two months ago. Oh, did you? Yeah. Okay. So you'll be well-versed? Yeah, I'll be versed. Okay, good. Good. Okay. Until next episode, we hope you enjoyed this one. Keep downloading our podcast. Get in contact with us if you wish through our Facebook page at Thrill Me Podcast Australia or our email address, thrillme at iinet.net.au. And until then, catch you later. Find the podcast at Podomatic or on iTunes. Don't forget to rate and review. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia or contact us at Thrill Me, all one word, all lowercase, at iinet.net.au.